mean like we got we would get done running and uh he like literally yelled for the next fucking five minutes about our defensive skills as a as a group he was just like like mad yeah he was and he was over just in the corner of the court just yelling to himself dude i'm like what the dude this is fucking pickup basketball he's just like cover your fucking man don't fucking let them shoot twos. And no one's sitting in front of him. No one's even near him. He's just literally screaming at the top of his lungs inside of his basketball court. Just going, are you fucking kidding me? Get the fuck out on your man. Play some fucking defense. And he's just literally for five minutes. I, sh- I shit you not. I was like, well, I've never seen this. I'm like, dude, this guy must be having a fucking bad day. That's why, that's why I was telling you. I like... These other dudes were not like that. Even you Doug, man. Right Even Doug, man. Yeah, you got to find the right group. This it was just this it's just this one guy. And then the funny thing is, the, that dude's not even hustling on defense. And of it's his fucking guy. And he's like, he wants to switch every screen. And and like I didn't know he was mad at me because he wasn't yelling at anyone in particular. He was just yelling. And this other guy, he was yelling. Then he started yelling at this other guy who had played a lot, a lot with. And then that guy came over and talked to me. He's like, "Hey man, I know you're new to like this, but we switch all like all the screens here." I'm like, "No, you fucking don't," because I'm watching this game right now and people are fighting through screens. I'm like, I I was like, "Yeah, my bad, dude. I'm used to playing basketball where people are a little <laughs> bit more physical and they fight through screens and like they don't just switch off soft screens because no one's setting these fucking screens that are like brick walls, you know? Like no one's no one's setting good screens sometimes. But I'm like, dude, you could fight through half of these and stick on your man, and they like want to switch off everything. But they want to close out on shooters. Like I'm like, dude, I'm defending the pick and roll." They want us to close out on shooters where they're four to five feet back from the line. I'm like, who the fuck do you think the Reggie? You think he's Ray Allen? Like, yeah, if it's Steph Curry, I'm fucking playing up. But these guys aren't shooting like that. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they hit a couple lucky shots, but they were so mad about uh, like. And and I thought the guy played. I think he was yelling at the other guy that was I was playing with. Yeah. And that guy plays a lot. And he got a couple of threes hit on him when we were supposed to switch, and he didn't get out on his man fast enough. But they're hitting threes from like four feet, five feet deep from the line. Like, got some lucky shots, and it was just like they were super lucky to hit those. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't just play like these guys aren't these guys aren't Ray Allen out here. They're not well, shooting like that. That's a that's like that's the thing. I'm like, you you play the averages, especially in pickup. Yeah, you have to play the averages because that's like. Above average is you're in the college or you're in the league. Well, you know a couple guys that are like, um, like pretty good shooters, and you know who they are. I'm like, not everyone needs to be closed out on. Not everyone needs to like. And some guys are just gonna make lucky shots, and like sometimes I want them to shoot from back there because I'd rather that than they drive to the hole, yeah. you know, and get an easy bucket. Yeah. But no, they play. And the funny thing was, he was like, yeah, we just switch on all screens. That's how, like, this we typically play. I'm like, what do you mean we? Like, I'm watching <laughs> four other teams here that aren't switching anything. Right. I'm like, I, he's like, acting like I don't understand defense. I'm like, I played enough basketball. I know, like, okay, I've got to – this is how you play pick and roll. This is how you, like, come off a ball screen, like, all this stuff. But it's just – That's my thing with pickup is, like, that's why I stopped playing was – well, number one, I just don't want to get hurt because I'm like, yeah. dude, I don't, I don't need an injury right now. That's literally the last thing I need. Yeah, why not? And and that is why pickup is like everyone is out to 
it seems like everyone's out to prove something when <laughs> I'm just trying to get some cardio in. For sure. You know, I don't need someone to come hack me down the lane because they don't they don't want to get scored on. Like, yeah. Listen. And and then you kind of stop playing your game and you're just kind of like going light and it's like, all right, it's mm-hmm. not really. Yeah. But, but when you find a good group, like there's nothing more fun. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what I like. Like kind of sometimes before this other group shows up, there's like the primary group of guys who yeah. who like aren't as aggressive and like aren't like all yeah. pissy all the time. And like we play really good games of like run fives. Like it's really fun. Yeah. It's like – not very much iso ball. A lot, a lot, a lot of passing. A lot of like fast break stuff. Somewhat um, competitive. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too. Like still very competitive, yeah. but also like we're not like. I mean, dude, there's a couple guys on this court that are like. One of them's like, if he calls a foul on somebody, and everyone, even the four guys on his team and the other guy say like no dude that wasn't a foul like let's just go he he'll stand on the other side of the court and he'll just shoot at the hoop until everyone comes out he's like the biggest baby i'm like dude you're a man baby like just like that yeah and then the other day we started a game with six on five because two guys couldn't agree to shoot for the ball uh shoot for the play so we played six on five for like three trips down the court and then one guy finally gave up I'm like, dude, what? Are you, like, like, what grown-up world are you living in that you have to, you can't give up one game of basketball to the other guy or just shoot for it like you normally do? Yeah. And like, they don't. Apparently, this court, they always say like, oh, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. But they're like, no, you pick up your team instead of shoot for it. I'm like, well, someone needs to figure out something. But I'm like, that's just the dumb the like logistics stuff. of it is always the worst. But like I said. It's so appealing because when you get a good game that flows, you get a good sweat, like, there's nothing better. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the only reason I'm still playing right now. And I don't even sh- – I don't shoot any threes. I play hard defense. I run on fast breaks. I run back on defense. I try to get rebounds, and that's all I do. So I'm valuable to my team in that aspect so they don't get on me because I grab a ton of rebounds. Yeah. And I kick it out or whatever. I go up or I get fast. Like I'll, I do a lot of cutting, so I'll cut back door a lot and get passes and get layups that way. So I don't really like get in anyone's way. I don't piss anybody off. I stay quiet and I just do it for the cardio. And like I get a super good workout running. And, and that's a, you know, I always think like it's crazy to think of people like who literally couldn't just go do that. You know, it's it's cool to have that available mm-hmm. as exercise, right? Like, there's some people who just never play basketball, yeah. And it's like, dang, I've never, I've never known what that feels like. I could always just go jump on and like, yeah, I'd be good. Yeah, but uh, it it's it's cool because it it really like takes away any sense of the fact that you're doing cardio. Like, oh, hundred so percent. I would never work as hard as I work in basketball. I'd never work on like that on a treadmill or anything because it's like it it's super uncomfortable like you're just dying breathing but there is no choice because if you get beat that one guy's gonna yell at you yep. like real bad like stupid. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it it makes it even worse when there's guys like that on the court because you really don't want to yeah i mean i guess he's achieving his point of like trying to get everybody to hustle but <laughs> yeah, i'm like no no yeah it. yeah yeah you don't need to yell at me when it when i mess up but but i i just wish for i wish that for people that they had an outlet like that you know like I'll literally, uh, like, if I'm just looking to move, I'll just go to the freaking park right here. There's a hoop. I'll just go shoot. Yeah. And it also, 
it's like almost like meditation yeah like literally i don't think about anything except like go this way go mm-hmm. this way. oh hit that move you know oh is this guy playing up like let me blow by or here's a step back yeah see i go i go do that a lot like i go and shoot around too but to me that's not still not even the same because it's not competing like i think competition is so important in people's lives like competition is healthy and maybe you're not the most athletic person and whatever but like if you are and you used to love to compete in like high school junior high sports like Go find something you could compete in, even if it's pickup basketball or like, like some of these big box gyms hold like recreational, like volleyball or recreate, like actually like refereed basketball and stuff like that. Because um, if you actually get to compete, it drives you to that other level. Like that's why I think group workouts are fun, but you've also got to try to make it competitive with someone. And that's why I actually like CrossFit gets a lot of flack, but like. The one thing that's great about CrossFit is they have the competition system set up where like you see the times of what other people hit and or like those AMRAPs, like where you do as many rounds as possible, or as many reps as possible. Yep. Um, and you see like, oh, someone hit 10, I'm going for 11. Like that's that little bit extra of like the boost that you get when you can like get into a competition with somebody. The thing that you don't like when you're just running on a treadmill, you don't get that. And like I like I talked to Eliza, she ran a 5K, and she kept on seeing people in front of her, and she's like, "Oh, I want to pass that person. Oh, I want to pass that person. Oh, I want to pass that person." So all those people were functioning as like her rabbit that were like she was trying to just chase people down one by one by one. And so if you could set that kind of situation up for yourself at least every once in a while, it like keeps you engaged and really pushes you to that next level. Yeah, I, and I think. You know, because also I'll see it in group classes. Like some days we'll do partner workouts where like you don't get a stop until I get done with this amount of rowing or something. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny to watch the people who like used to like apparently suck at rowing. Oh, now they're all stars. Right. Mm-hmm. Now they're going all out. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's almost like you either need that competition or you need that accountability. Yeah. Because they're like. And, and that's the thing. It's like many people can't be accountable to themselves. They need that other person. Like, oh, I got to do it for them. Yeah. And I think that is beneficial. And that's also like why a trainer or someone else is beneficial. Exactly. Like, it's something. let this guy down. It's something external that motivates you. And that's like maybe it's maybe I'm bad at like internal motivation. But I like something that forces me to have to do something. Like I listened to, I was listening to uh, Cameron Haynes. And uh, and he was talking with Joe Rogan, yeah. guys like those those guys who go hunting and they go elk hunting. Now I've never been bow hunting or hunting in general. I've never been, but it seems like one of those things. Like I am not a big hiker because like I like when you go for a hike, you don't have to go yeah. anywhere. Like it, like you're like oh we could turn around whenever. Like that's not a good option for me. Like in my psyche, like that's not like if you tell me that I can do whatever I want whenever. Like that's why this food thing is good because like you told me to go to 2,500 calories and 1,200 or 120 grams of protein and that's what I'm going to do because I have a goal for it. Like if you were just like, eh, you know, just increase by some amount and like, you know, try to get your protein up. I'd be like, okay, well, I can't do that because like, I don't know what that means. And so like the hunting thing is like, it sounds brutal. Like they're just tracking through the woods and crawling around. You know, it's just like these long things, but you have to do it. Otherwise you're just going to go out there and get skunked. So you're like forced to do it. And so I like that kind of thing. Like if you drop me off, out in the mountains and we're like, Hey, like we're not picking you up. You got to get home. Like I would get home. But if you told me to go hike up to that point from my house, I would have just turned around and gone home. You know, it's like, yeah, that's funny that you bring that up. And that's kind of, we share that 
because although we live out here, man, I just like not really like huge outdoors outdoorsman. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how I feel about hikes. Is I'm like I've gone with people. I'm like, what are we walking for? Yeah. Like, let's fucking go. Yeah. You know, and, and I I just think that's kind of how you and I are. We're like, let's push it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, well, that's I what I'm saying. Like, I want to know. Okay, there's a waterfall. The there's a yeah. <laughs> there's a waterfall at five miles. Like, that's where we're. That's our destination. I'm like, okay, I have to make that. Yeah. I was like, there's a mountain in Albuquerque you just have to hike, and you'd be like, okay, the mountain's at up at ten thousand five hundred. Like, that's the goal. We're making the top. It's like, okay, that's a cool hike. It's like I can't get on these like little like. Okay, we're just gonna go for this two mile loop. I'm like a loop. Like we're, like, we're not going anywhere. Like, we're just going in a circle and then coming back home. Like, that's just not the thing I like to do. Dude, when we, uh, when I was in Colorado with a, an ex-girlfriend of mine, we did this crazy hike. Like, there was little, like, stairs. You had, I think it was, what is it, like, Pikes Peak or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, uh. Isn't that a 14? Is that a 14,000 foot peak? It's, it's huge, dude. Yeah. And, uh. Like they were like stopping and taking breaks. I was like, "Why? Like, like yeah. just keep going." You yeah. Know? And I was just like, "Listen, I can't stop anymore." Like that's a crazy. I see it. That's a crazy mentality though, because like when I'm climbing, like when I went and climbed, uh, yeah, that is fourteen thousand, fourteen thousand one hundred fifteen feet. I thought so. Um, when I when I was hiking Mount Rainier, I knew I wasn't getting to the top first off because I didn't have the gear to get up to the top. Yeah. And then so it was like it was a little bit different, but I took breaks because like. At the same time as like I love to go with pace, like I know my limitations. Like up at altitude, I don't want to get altitude sickness and freaking die well, I up mean, there. I could take a a break or two, but it was like every like I was just like, yeah, we're, we're well, never gonna make it there. It's because yeah, it's because they don't want to push through that uncomfortable yeah. uncomfortableness. And that's what I found like when I'm playing basketball. The first game is always so rough, and it's that principle of of like the the adjustment period. It's kind of like. People always tell me, like, oh, I walk upstairs and I get so winded. I'm like, yeah, you should actually. Like, physiologically, you should because what happens is you're going from nothing to, like, climbing. And your body doesn't know that you're going to stop after 16 stairs. So it goes, oh, crap, we're climbing now. It starts ramping up your heart rate. It starts ramping up your breathing. And it way overshoots the heart rate target. And that's what you see when you do, like, um, ready for it. Exactly. You, that, and, but, like, and then it will adjust back down. So your body always overreacts and then drops back down. Now, yeah, if your cardio is better, like, you won't get as when you go up those stairs. But you should start breathing hard and your heart should start pumping because your body doesn't know that it's stairs. Like, it could be a mountain for all, all your body knows, but it's trying to increase that heart rate so you don't pass out and, and so you get blood to the legs um, so you're ready. And that's what you see in, like, uh, metabolic testing, like, in physiology. You ramp someone up from from five to six miles or five to seven miles an hour on a treadmill, their heart rate's going to spike really quick. But then once they've been on there for a minute, it's going to drop down. And they're going to steady state again. And that's kind of the idea behind HIIT training is that you never let your body steady state. And so like, that's how basketball feels to me is like, the first game like your body's like what the heck is going on and your heart rate's going crazy and you're breathing and then the second game you kind of settle into it and your body goes okay we just did this like i know i don't have to go crazy on it but like my breathing is much more controlled even in game four or five where my legs are tired my breathing is way more controlled than in the first game because my body just overreacted so like that's an interesting like phenomenon that happens um which is kind of like what these people that like to bring it back to that point of the hiking is like if you can just push through enough of that feeling, yeah. eventually your body steady states back down and then you get into that groove. 
but you have to hit steady state, which is hard to do. And maybe you won't be able to hit a really comfortable steady state because the work is just higher than you're trained for. Um, but, but a lot of people quit cardio when they hit that point where they're like <gasps> breathing hard and their heart's pounding, but they don't realize that it's going to come back down. If you just stayed at that exact same work level, your body will go calibrate. It's like, oh, okay, okay. I don't need this much heart rate and this much breathing. Let's back it down. And it's like, I don't know for me. I, and, and you know, I, I, I empathize with people who have maybe just never been in those positions, mm-hmm. but I'm always just like, like, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to die. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna die, but I, you know, maybe, maybe that's what people uh, haven't felt it. It feels very it feels foreign like and it very feels feel scary. Like people are like, "Dude, my heart was going so fast." You're like, "Well, it's good one <laughs> one seventy. That's not that high, you know. That's that's doable." Yeah, yeah. But like, for me, I've always been like, if I can, like, if I know we got we got to get here, like I'll push past it because mm-hmm. I know once we get there, it'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, like like in that triathlon when we were biking, like I was like standing up the whole time, just pedaling my ass off. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to cruise. Yeah. I'm like, let's just get through this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's like the same thing though. Like, I think I'd be good in an actual triathlon, but the training would be hard for me yeah. because like you don't have that like finish line. Yeah. It's just like whatever you set out today. So that's where like the workout motivation with somebody else or like setting a very strict standard of like, Hey, I'm not swimming any, I like, I am swimming 1000 meters today and that's what I'm swimming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's always like, yeah, but you have to set that up. And that comes down to like the same thing as like a lot of people going to the gym without a plan. And if you aren't a seasoned veteran of going into the gym, then like, you're not going to get a good workout because you didn't plan it out. And once your body starts to hit that wall, like physiologically you're wired to want to stop and conserve energy. So your brain's going to be telling you, Hey, like back off, back off where really you go way more. And I see that all the time with people that I lift with that like, well, I'm like, okay, five sets of five, pick a weight that you can only do five times. And they pick something and I'm like, all right, try to bump it up. And they bump it up 10 pounds and they do five there. And I'm like, all right, try to bump it up. And they go up 10 pounds and then they, you know, and we go like literally by the end of the workout, they're doing five sets of five with 40 pounds or 50 pounds heavier than they were in the beginning. And that first set felt bad, but it's like there, it was more of the mental barrier of like what you think you can lift versus what you actually can lift. And even I've had to overcome that where like now I start really heavy and then back down from there because I've wasted so many sets in my life and that's just the experience of it now where I'm like, oh, lap pull, I can only do this mount for 10 times. I'm like, well, let me try higher. Oh, I did it. Let me try higher. Oh, I did it. And then you're like, well, now I got to do three sets at this higher weight because I can clearly do it. I wasn't working myself enough. So it's like you've got to know what you're doing and you got to push yourself 100%. And... I think, uh, you know, what is, what would you recommend for somebody to kind of build? Like, like, I think that's the muscle is the muscle of like dealing with uncomfortable situations. Yeah. You know, that's, that was why I did that triathlon. It was because weightlifting isn't very uncomfortable for me. I know like I'll go in there and I don't give a shit. Like I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll push whatever weight and I'll, I'll, I'll go as hard as I can. I know that feeling now. And I was like, I want something else that's like actually kind of scary and out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So that was why I did it because I'm building that muscle of getting uncomfortable. How do you think other people should do that? 
Well, if you're not going to sign up for something like a race, which I think is the competition piece is probably the best thing. Yeah. Um, you've got to set some type of, you've got to set a goal. That's hard. That and how do you um, do it safely too? Because yeah, I, I think don't want s- you taking a the biggest dumbbell you can find. Set a goal that's scary for yourself. Maybe not weight wise because that could be catastrophic. But like cardio wise. You know, if you're like, hey, I'm going to do stair stepper at this level for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. set that goal, know what it is, write it down, put it on a piece of paper and put it on the friggin' stair stepper and set yourself a real like um, punishment if you don't make that. Yeah. Like a true, like something that you hate to do. You got to Venmo us and 100 bucks. Exactly. And you're actually going to hold yourself to it. Like you have to go in there like otherwise it's just not going to work. You gotta go like, hey, if I don't make this, I've gotta take a cold shower. I don't get to turn the hot water on in the shower for a week if I don't make this. Do something that really is gonna suck. Yeah. Like for you personally. Like maybe you love cold showers, so that's not your punishment. But maybe that's like, dude, I have to make this fifteen minutes at whatever step rate because otherwise I'm taking cold showers for the rest of the week and that sucks. Or post on Instagram that you're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna say, I'm gonna post afterwards too. Like I I don't think many people are gonna lie. Yeah. Like but after I, that, like But pro- yeah, the problem is it. I think people enough people won't like publicly shame you for that. They're like, oh that was pretty good. You almost did it. Like that's the problem, this is the mindset. And so that's why I like the the physically wanna wanna post like I didn't do it. Yeah, so. but I want the I want the punishment to be less physically tiring but more um physically uncomfortable and painful than the actual event itself so that like you're like okay i gotta do this because like yeah. no one wants to just take cold showers right but it's like what i see with that is like if you can't even get yourself to do this you're probably not gonna go jump in a cold shower you're not you're not gonna punish yourself that's what i'm saying you actually have to commit have to, to falling yeah. through but that's all mindset man it's like if, if you can't do this and you can't do that, then you're never going to make it. So you may as well give up now is my, cause that is like, that translates everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I was giving like, up in everything. I was, uh, and this is what I was thinking about. I, I went, I was like, you know, I, I want to do some more conditioning type things. Um, you know, some interval type stuff. So I was on, I got on a bike and I was like, I'm going to do 30 seconds on 30 seconds rest. So 30 seconds sprint. And I was like, fuck, it's burning, it's burning. And I was watching it. And in my head, I was like, you could just stop. Yeah. No one's putting, and then I was like, but no, nah, like, who do you want to be type of thing? Mm-hmm. You want to be that guy that stops at 27 every time? But you got to build that internal voice because if you don't have that internal but, voice, like, that's exactly then the guy, build. the guy yelling at you to stop is like, yeah, oh, just stop, just stop the give up guy. And so I was like, I was like, who's going to care? Yeah. Who's going to know? No one will, but you will. And that's yeah. the most important person. Yep. That's the thing. So but I people think, are so good at putting that, that out of their head, like right. forgetting that failure. Yeah. People are so good. Maybe you should just have to write it down. Just have a book of failures. <laughs> and you have to review it every month of like, I failed at this, I failed at this, I failed at this, I failed. I don't know if that will, that will send somebody into a spiral. But then you should have to write down five positive things for every failure that you have, everything you succeeded at the end of the month. You keep a log of everything you told yourself you were going to do and then you failed at. And at the end of the month, your next goal, your next goal for the next month is to 
fix all of those wrongs that you did and then you've also got to write five things so it's basically you you're, you're uh, commanding yourself to do like essay writing it's like the old punishment in schools man but like i think you get some positivity out of it but you'd also get like get rid of the negative stuff by going like dang i said i was gonna eat healthy i didn't i said i was gonna go work out on monday i didn't i said i was gonna do the sauna i didn't so you get all these like lists of like things that you've got to correct for yourself yeah because at least you have a tally and an idea. Because otherwise, like, I don't remember if I told myself I was going to go work out a week ago Monday and um, and I didn't go. Like, I just put that out of my mind. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I think you just got to start small. You know, like, if 30 seconds is a lot for you, then, like, tell yourself, I'm just going to start by going 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, I mean, Ed Milet talked about it. He's like, he's like, confidence is keeping the promises you make to yourself yeah and so it's like, it's true but also just don't throw yourself all easy lob balls you know like don't don't give yourself like oh like i'm gonna go i'm gonna walk on the treadmill for a minute and then i'm gonna lift weights for five like if that's really what your level is then good but if you if your level of training is higher than that and that's what you set for yourself then that's not really an achievement anymore but that, that's just like checking a box to like drawing a box just to check it. It doesn't make any sense. Right. But typically, you know, what you see is like if you check that box, you don't just stop there. Yeah. And then, I would say in the in the most cases, but I also know people that set up such easy goals for themselves that it doesn't motivate them to get anywhere. They're almost like just wanting it's like you may as well just have logged it. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be self aware mm-hmm. and say, like, I've hit these things. Now I'm gonna go 20 seconds. Yeah. Now I'm gonna go. There's the piece that people miss. Or you have to progressing consistently too. There's the thing that people miss is the progressions though. A lot of people go, dude, I made it to three times a week, 30 minutes of exercise. That was my goal. It's like, well, that's not even a. That's not even. That's not the end. Like you got to go up more or work harder or you got to lift more. Like you know, like if you're not progressing, you're regressing. There is no steady state. But if if you have never worked out and you went three times for 30 minutes, that's cool. That's what I'm saying. But you have to really be like, you have to be really honest with yourself about what your level is. Yeah. Like it would be dumb for me to go. My goal is to go to the gym three times a week for 30 minutes because I know my fitness level is much higher than that. Yeah. So yeah, that I might set that goal up for me to check like, Oh, check that box so I can feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you gotta be really honest with yourself and go, no, this isn't really the, the goal that that will help me get to where I actually ultimately want to be. Well, and I think that also comes back to like who you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, twenty-seven seconds is pretty good. Sprint all out, but I told myself I'm gonna be this guy who does thirty seconds. Yeah, and also I told myself I'm gonna be the guy that does what he says he's gonna do no matter what. For sure, no matter what it feels. That's like. always what I want my reputation to be: the guy who set, does what he says he's gonna do. And then I also want to be seen as this, that savage guy, you know, like the guy that you're like, damn, like he kills it in everything he does. Yeah. That's what that's the the level that I want to take things to. Yeah, and and I think that all comes back to to the person too. Mm-hmm. You know, if if that. Some people just don't want that. But again, I would I would kind of uh, have someone look at you know how all of this is um, 
interconnected in their life. Dude, it's just so crazy because like that perfectly transitions into what I've been thinking about. And like, it like it sounds like such a cliche of like, hey, if you don't go to the gym, if you give up on this, you're going to like, you give up on everything else in life. But like the more that I like have taken a step back and gone into like owning a business and all this other stuff where like everything is on me, like I realize that that is more and more the truth than ever. Like if I don't eat well, I don't work out well, I don't work effectively. Like those mornings, like Monday morning when I woke up, I went to the gym with Eliza at six, crushed it, came home, uh, drank some coffee, worked super hard on, on our business stuff for like four hours, then went and saw patients and, and then did all this. Like I was just, everything was rolling that day. But when you have that day where you're, where one thing is off, it throws everything off. And if you quit on, on something like fitness, you're probably the person that quits on everything else. And it's just crazy because to me, like mindset is like, I know that's part of what, what our company does, but mindset should almost be the forefront of it. Because if you don't have the right mindset, you're never going to lose weight. If you don't have the right mindset, you're never going to gain muscle. If you don't have the right mindset, you're never going to be, be consistent with working out and get your fitness to where you want it to be. And because it all comes back to that same guy that's inside your head that says to quit and doesn't hold you accountable for what you're actually trying to do and says like, oh, well, we'll fix it next week. Or like, I'll start again on Monday or like, I'll wait till the new year's to do this. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And like, I see, I, I saw someone in particular um, on Instagram. He's just like talking about how everything is going wrong for him and how things are so bad. And, and then he's going to delete his social media and he's just like, yeah, don't reach out to me and tell me to look on the bright side. Cause that honestly just makes me feel worse. I'm like, there's some point where you have to take accountability that everything is not happening to you. Like literally I read through this and I'm like, dude, like I'm not a counselor, but like literally he probably posted 20 times on a story and it was just all like what's happening to him and that he is in control of nothing. Yeah. When really every decision that he's made has caused whatever's happening to him. And now he's got this super negative focus on everything negative. So all he sees is negative and he doesn't see anything positive that's happening in his life. And he's spiraling out of control. When really he does need to just look on the bright side. He needs to get a gratitude journal and he needs to start journaling the things that are positive. Like a lot of bad things happen to me. Like I lost money trying to trying to like buy a house and like the house wasn't the right thing. We can't do this and that. And like not doing as well in this area as I want to be. And like, I can look at all those negative things and get freaking weighed down and get that at the top of my head. And my amygdala is like focused on negative, or I can reshape that and focus on the positive. Cause there are a lot of people that are in a lot worse position. I mean, this guy's a guy who has a good degree. He has a job. He's got a house to live in and all this other stuff, but he's choosing to focus on the negative when there's somebody in a way worse position somewhere else that's focused way more on the positive. And that's 100% the mindset. I think Absolutely. all these people who are victims of like something that's happening to them instead of like saying like, Hey, what's happening for me. And I'm the reason why this bad stuff is happening in some way, shape or form. The universe isn't just out for you. It doesn't happen. And, and you have the power to turn it around. Yeah. You know, and the way I always look at it with that is like you can look at all the negatives, right? You are, you're allowed to. You, maybe some shit happened to you, right? Yeah. But what is the point? Yeah. Literally, what? Like, that's how I always look at it. I, I'll, like, something will happen. I'll be upset. I'm like, 
what's the point? What's yeah. the point in sitting here and thinking about it? There's literally no point. It literally gets you nowhere. Yeah. Learn and move on. That's it. Like like the, the house example. Freaking went too fast into this thing, lost money on some inspections, but now I'm like, now I'm smarter. Now I know what to look for, and I'm looking for these certain things that could lead to the same situation in the future. But I'm not dwelling on it. I'm like, uh, because the worst situation, money is gone the worst now. situation was that you wouldn't have done that. You get in the house, and now you're out all of that crazy money because exactly. you're running all those issues. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, and people but, can find that in anything that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see that. You can see the negative. You can see the positive. Like, I choose to see the positive. I choose to believe that anything that happens to me i am in some way influencing if my tire gets flat goes flat some way i influence that to happen like my fault get get out yeah get over it fix it and move on like don't so sulk in it you know it's only going to lead to to depression and anxiety and all that stuff like things happen good things happen to bad people good things happen to good people bad things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people like it it doesn't matter who you are. The, the universe is not trying to get you. But I think the biggest change, and I've always been positive. Like That's why I really rock with the Gary V 004s because like, it's like on the shoes. It's positivity and optimism. And that's literally how I've lived my life. And I've been so much happier for it. And like I've gotten a lot of people giving people books and podcasts that has changed them from that like negativity and pessimism to positivity and optimism and it's been a game changer for everyone that i've seen make that transition it's just so much better to live life in the positivity and optimism and i don't even care if you're like i would consider myself a realist but also an optimist like i have that groundedness of like what i understand is possible and feasible and sometimes i go over that but i i can bring myself back down i don't really even care if you're the most optimistic person that you're unrealistic that doesn't bother me i'd rather you be that because most people who are negative and pessimistic are like extremely to the other side of that yeah. you know they're like unrealistically they're the ones pessimistic like, work. yeah yeah exactly you'll like, hear that out of their mouth every single day exactly so i'd rather be unrealistically positive than unrealistically negative yep. for sure yeah and you know meeting you know having having the podcast talking to so many people who are doing things that you know we want to do um that's what i realized was like there's nothing that's really special i mean sure they've got their skills that they developed uh, but the real special thing is they just have that optimism that they can do the thing mm-hmm. because I, I know people like I, I, I guarantee I know people who are funnier than some of the top comedians out there. Yeah. But they don't have that optimism that they could actually go do. Yeah. They don't have the belief that led yeah. them to what they're trying to get to. And and that is that is kind of where I had to shift myself was like I was like I. I believe in myself. You know, that's how I was able to be one of the smallest guys playing football and actually yeah. play. Yeah. It was like, I just believed that I could do it. And I was like, can I take that into every aspect of my life? And if I, and what I told myself was, I was like, if you really believe yourself then go do it. And yeah. So that's how I was looking at things. It's like, why not you? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's like such an important mindset because like the higher you go, like now I'm starting to meet people that are in the position that I want to be in. And I realize more and more that that person is no different than me. They just took the risks. They had the, 
they had the mindset, they put in the work, and they got there. It's like we always put these people that are like on a pedestal, and that's why I think you know, like imposter syndrome exists for even people who are extremely successful movie stars in Hollywood, or even guys like Joe Rogan are like, you know, they get imposter syndrome when they meet people that are like hyped to meet them, that they're like, no, I look up to you. How do you look up to me? That's kind of a weird sensation. But like, I've been meeting people that I'm like, yeah, in business, you're exactly where I want to be or in physical therapy, you're where I want to be. And then you meet them in person, you go, this person's actually, they're just a human. They're no different than anyone else. It was just, they executed and capitalized on the movement and they didn't, they didn't question themselves. So they didn't, you know, like uh, I think Ed Milet talks about this is like they didn't cool the room back down to their comfortable temperature. So like if they're like, a, you know, that theory of like everybody's got that that thermometer, internal temperature that sets them at where they want to go. And as soon as they get too hot, they cool themselves down. As soon as they get too cool, they warm themselves back up and they like that cool medium. And I think these are the people that find a way to push through that uncomfortableness of being like, like I'm not supposed to be here, that kind of feeling. Yeah. And they just ignore that and they're able to keep on going. And I think that's one of the big differentiators that I've seen. Um, yeah. Cause there's a lot of people that own really, really successful companies or have gotten to really successful places that aren't the smartest dude in the world. They're not the smartest gal in the world. They're not, they're driven and they're motivated and they're smart as in like, they know how to make connections and they know how to like execute, but that's not necessarily like IQ, um, like smart, smart. Yeah. And that's what you always meet them. You're like, I'm waiting for them to like show like this special gene that they have, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. you're just like, huh, we kind of seem like the same. I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that, that's that like, and it's good to be around those people. Cause then you go, Oh, this is a normal guy. And like it's always you funny. Start feeling like that could be you. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I catch myself saying this too. But like you meet a CEO of a big company and you're like, oh, that guy's such a normal guy. You go, wait, like he just like he doesn't have any different human DNA than what I have, right. and uh, so like there's really nothing that makes him different or special. Like some people have a special personality, but they've just let like I think there's a lot of people that probably have a special personality that have just bottled it up so much because they're afraid to let it out. And also, like I always tell people this, like. You know, people are always like, Dad, you're you're good on camera, though. You know, I'm like, oh, you think like I just one day picked it up and I was just good. Like, this is like the sixth year almost that I've been like literally filming myself every single day. Yeah. Like, you don't think you're going to get good. You got to work on these things and be intentional about what you want, who you want to be. I just talked to someone about this the other day and it was like, they're like, yeah, you know, like talking about oh yeah you know you do podcast you know you must you must like to do that stuff and i'm like well i do now but when i first started working with you um like it was super uncomfortable because we were walking around with the vlogging camera in the middle of seattle and you're like we're like holding it up like all these people are judging me now i don't even think about it. it's like second nature i just go whatever and it's just like anything else like something that's super uncomfortable will now become comfortable if you do it enough and you'll become good at it if you just work at work at it and and so like i used to hate listening to myself on podcasts or videos like i hated you know it's just like anyone else out there is probably like you know like oh i don't like how i sound or oh, i don't want to see that video but like you just get over the novelty of that and like you just start to realize that you know what you sound like now and you know what you look like on camera and that's what it is it's funny that literally translates to what we were just talking about with the the hiking like if you get get past that uncomfortable state, mm-hmm. you can get past it, 
that's when things will actually start to you'll you'll progress and you'll you'll then get to that next level it's the same thing with this or or whatever you're trying to be um i think also a big piece is like and it ties into that optimism but it's just like having that that inner confidence and and that belief that uh that it you should be there and that it will happen you know because because that's one thing that i i truly see uh in in us is like i always think about like you know maybe maybe joe rogan was like a, a trainer what if he was a trainer 20 years ago and someone's like dude i fucking worked with i was a client of joe rogan's man like mm-hmm. that's great like i i feel like the people we work with these days in my head i'm like man it's crazy because in like 10 15 years people are going to be like I remember when they were going coming in my gym and just like filming dumbass videos and shit. Yeah. I just see that and I think everyone should have that confidence in themselves. Well, that's like I just listened to a podcast with Tony Horton, the P90X guy and uh Power 90 guy. And it was like um some guy worked out Tony Horton inside of his garage. Right? Like for a couple years and he used to train like random people. And now you're like, whoa, I got trained by the, the P90X, dude. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to think about. Like, you know? And that's, you know, that's how I try to catch people, too. Is like, you know, it, it's it's just like make those friends with those people that you see that potential in. Because mm-hmm. it's like, man, you know, what if you were friends with Joe Rogan 20 years ago and you're still boys with them? Like, yeah. now, Cool. Yeah. And that's why it's fun to be around people who are who are motivated and working hard and get trying to get to places. hundred percent. Because like those people all grow up and all become powerful. It's like you see a lot of people that were like a group of friends in college and now they're all powerful or they all reached that level of success that they wanted to. It didn't happen by accident. They like surrounded themselves with people like each other and they bootstrapped their way up to there. And that's you know, it's it's that's like the sad part because that's why the rich get rich or whatever is because they all decided to come together and they all worked hard for something and now when they're all at this level it's so easy to say hey yeah let me use let me kick it with your audience let you know let's bounce back ideas let me fund this for you let me fund but in the end going back to it they took control Mm -hmm. they decided that life was happening for them not just to them yeah and that's how you gotta look at it so like the, the only sad part is that people see it like that. Like, oh, you know, they got it so good. It's like, no, they just took control of what. Yeah, most of those people started, like a lot of people that I follow that I really, really enjoy watching, they didn't start as some famous person. They didn't have parents that had money or fame or anything like that, or they didn't have any tremendous success. They just had the wherewithal and the will to succeed, and they found opportunities, and then they went through with them. Because, like, I think a lot of people are presented with opportunities and like, ah, you know, this probably just isn't a good time for this. Like, nah, you know, I don't want that promotion because, you know, this this and this is going on. Yeah, I'm feeling like, you know, a lot of people are probably presented with the thing that would have taken them to that level. But they denied it or were afraid of it and they didn't let it go. Yeah. And that's that's the thing I always try to look out for is I'm like, you know, just go. If it scares you, it's probably good. Just go. Yeah. Like figure it out after that yep you know so i think uh i think full circle man you gotta you gotta number one learn how to push past that uncomfortableness Mm -hmm. Uh, once you feel it you know 
figure out how to keep going mm-hmm. and then be aware that you just did that too. Like, well, yep. just push past that. Next time I'm going to do that again. Yeah. And continue. And then, uh, you know, it also comes down to believing in yourself and having that optimism that whatever is you're going through is going to improve yep. and you can actually get to where you want to be. 100% agree. Yep. So, cool. Right. Good, com- good conversation. You enjoyed it. Hell yeah.